Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Hale Varsity Radio Saturday Morning Show. Strap yourselves in. Here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt. Y'all don't even know he was a virgin until he's 28 and now... And Mark Cranach. Time has come for someone to put his foot down. And that foot is me. Where's Chris? Where's Chris? <laughs> What's going on? We're, 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 we're on yesterday. Hail Varsity yeah. Radio, the Saturday morning edition. We're rolling through. We were discussing yesterday. It's not Hail Varsity Radio. It's Hail Varsity Audio. The Hail Varsity Weekend Edition. Fine. Thank Fine. You. Every okay. time we're going to argue about this. Every time. Every time. Um, but we were I'm talking not. yesterday with Schmitty. And uh, we were leading off the show yesterday by discussing, well, he was asking us our opinion, the, the two single guys, Connor and Elijah, whether mm-hmm. or not he should get his wife a present for her birthday or whether or not dinner would be enough. And we were both like, hey, man, get her some flowers and a gift and dinner. Like, and now. He, oh, he he thought dinner was enough? Yeah. yeah that, for that, his wife's birthday? That was the question. So my, Dude, my advice on. was flowers and a, uh, a gift card for two pedicures, whether or not it's a, a she brings you along or she just gets two for herself or she can bring along one of her friends. It doesn't matter. That was my idea. Yeah. Connor or she's got four feet. And so everyone in the comment section says, yeah. Chris, you got to get a gift. Yeah. And then even Schmitty mysteriously not here on a Saturday morning edition. Something tells me he didn't get the gift. Oh, <laughs> that could happen. That could have happened. Or he did and had the night of his life. Yeah, it was, it was a late know. night. It was a late night. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Saturday morning edition uh, is here, and uh, we're looking forward to it. No Brandon Vogel yet this morning. We're a few minutes tardy because of that reason. But we do have the Iron Horse Gary Sharp back with us. Uh, he'll be joining yeah. us around 830 as I need to get the link sent off to Gary. And uh, we got plenty to talk about today, Mark. This is the earliest pregame show. I think we can go ahead and say that, right? This this is sort of like our show is like the site is where the cycle, previous week cycle ends and the new cycle begins, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're not going to be on this again on the Saturday morning audio radio whatever this is. We're not going to be on this again until after Nebraska plays. Like that's how close we are. It's five days away. I mean, yeah, next, next week is pretty much going to be a reaction show. I know we'll have the Friday afternoon yeah. reaction as well. And uh, maybe you'll start looking ahead to Colorado by next Saturday. But yeah, like this is the. What are we going to be reacting to? What are we going to be reacting to? Seriously, are we reacting to thirty-one seventeen Minnesota, thirty-one thirteen Minnesota? Are we reacting to God forbid a freaking win on the road? <laughs> like, what if that happens? I. It's one of those man. I I truly, truly do not know what to expect. Like I do not know what to. I have. Like, do you have expectations? I, I have expectations of no, I can't I can't even think of what I that the guys will play hard. Like, yeah, I think the guys will play hard. That's that's like the only expectation you can have. Well, I don't know if Jeff Sims is gonna poop himself and turn it over a lot like he did at Georgia Tech. I don't know. I don't know 
if Gabe Irvin can actually run the ball and, and make big plays. Haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't know if this hodgepodge group of receivers, Billy Kemp, transfer in from Virginia. He didn't make a lot of big plays, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's a yardage getter, but he's not a big play guy. Marcus Washington's out. We got a, a walk-on that barely played a, s- a sniff last year. That's going to be one of the starting receivers. Um, our, Isaiah, Isaiah Garcia Castaneda quit during the middle of the year last year. Now he's a starter. Like, how, how, do you, how can you make any predictions on this squad with what we know? Hey, Chris. Hey, we're in the middle of a discussion, Chris. You can just wait. Chris just joined us. <laughs> Do you what? hear me? Do you hear me okay? Yeah, yes, we hear you, you fine. Do you us? Hear you fine. Uh, yeah, I had to reboot this piece of crap. I have been following along. Yeah. So that's a great question. What are we reacting to? Oh, look at that. Today? Look how smooth that is. It's just like, shee, I slide right, into these, <laughs> slide right into this conversation. Give me the Collinsworth. Just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just slide on in. That's, you know, I think I'm reacting to what I'm confident in going into Minnesota. I think I'm confident in in what I see on the defensive side. And I think I'm like, okay, that's something to, to build on. That can help get Nebraska to six or better, right? Because that's, that's your goal for Nebraska. Get to a bowl game. Be different. And – Coach Rule nailed it yesterday, guys, when he talked about, uh, I think we'll be a good fourth quarter team. I don't know when that'll be. Well, hopefully the fourth quarter. Uh, that would be ideal. At, at uh, what point in the year would uh, be you. a good fourth quarter team? Yeah, he's manifesting that. He's doing what he can to manifest that. I, I mean, he said it, and this is the one thing I, I do agree with and do kind of expect. I think they're going to play sort of a Minnesota style. I think Nebraska's style is going to be Minnesota-like. Okay. Tight ends, running backs. Tough. And then physical. Tough, physical. Hopefully you find a beast on the outside and and can hit him from time to time. Let the play clock wind down a little bit. right? Like So I think they're going to be pretty similar in that regard. It's just that Fleck has a seven-year head start on rule. You know? And so is that going to be enough? Is it? And I think I think Minnesota adds a different element this year. I can't. What's the quarterback Galifianakis? Some Greek guy. Kaliak Manis. Cal, what is it? Kaliak Manis. How many how many freaking syllables can he have? I'm telling you, I got a bone to pick with Greek people. Um, wow. Besides heroes, okay. heroes are a great idea. Okay, you, you can't on. say that. Okay, are, I just want to say. You, why why are you pissed at John Stamos? I mean, I, yeah, and how come he gets away with a two syllable name? Everybody's like, you know, it's like schmitterable crinacolus. So like, what, what are we doing here? Well, it's funny you Can should mention just... that, Mark, because we were talking before the show started that I've been watching you... the Tottenham Hotspur game, which is still going. It's it's just pulled up on the stream here. So if you ever see me looking mm-hmm. down, it's probably because Tottenham's about to score a goal. Uh, yeah. But they got a new manager who is half Greek, half Australian. Ainge Postacoglu is his name. So I've been really diving <laughs> in on the Greek names a- recently. Hold on. Ainge Postalozu? Ainge Postacoglu. Okay, Postacoglu. Yeah. Does he smoke non-filter camels? He looks I mean, like it. I don't know. I can pull up a picture yeah. of him. He definitely looks like it, but like I've been diving in. I got the Greek names down at this point. I'm so ready to see Kaliak Manis play next week, which sounds wrong hey, to say because like, hey, it's a Husker he, he show. Had but... his, he had his coming out party a year ago. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's mm-hmm. up 10-0. They jump out on Minnesota. They lose that ball game 20-13. to 13. 
and mm-hmm. you had the Chubba Pretty Zone Reed first half of his yeah. life where the Whipster did a good job of <laughs> designing the uh, the play calls around what what Pretty's strengths were, and then the offense went on a milk carton. Nebraska knocked out Captain Morgan, and the Greek freak came in and led to a right. comeback win. He never relinquished the job. They got rid of a six-year yeah. starting quarterback or a six-year vet at Minnesota after yeah. the Nebraska game. Yeah. 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 Listen, the, the, the Greek, Cali Manis, and we're not hopefully – <laughs> <The this Greek. laughs> Hopefully this doesn't come across as like – No, no. You know, culturalist, Cal- racist. No, no, Cal- Cali Cali McManus. <laughs> racist. He's good. He's a yeah, – he, That's what I'm saying. He he's made a different throws and he's mobile. Hey, thank you. He is a different dimension. That's what kind of concerns me is that Minnesota's had kind of this – they've had Tanner Morgan for 48 years, right? Yeah. They've, that's, that's it. He's kind of been along he, – he, you equate him with Fleck. And he he was okay, right? He's he's sort of like the non-mistake guy, sort of. I don't know. Occasionally he slant route throwing beast. Right. That's right. about it. He'll make a third down. You know, he looks like an uncle. He's just a, he's, he's an older guy. Uh, Me, man. Yeah, he, he has a Voyager. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe a town and country. Uh, but this but Cali Manis brings a whole different dimension. Like I, you remember when he came in? I'm like, damn. Why don't they play this guy? Like. And also, why don't they sit him now? Because we're done. We're done with him. Uh, he's better. He's better than Morgan. Brings them a different dimension. And now he's going to be coming into this year um, with that playing time under his belt. Knows what knows what it is to start. Knows what it is to to play Big Ten games. It's. I mean, it's not the best scenario for Nebraska. It's not. Now Nebraska will have a healthy amount of fans at that game every time they played minnesota it has been just horrific weather just about right it seems like um outside of 2018 2018 was a magnificent like beautiful parting of the clouds there was a high pressure system that came through there was it was just you it was fantastic weatherman mark well but for real like every every other game though has been kind of miserable well look when they played it's been late october totally yeah it's cold yeah, and Nebraska obviously had struggled a little bit with the mental side of the game over the past, I don't know, 20 years. And so that was a little bit, you know, you don't need those factors. So should be a nicer day. For what it's worth. Everything's kind of fresh. People don't – Minnesota doesn't have the book on Nebraska at all. Nebraska does have the book on Minnesota. It's a hell of a matchup. It's a good – this would be one of the – if this was week eight – I think this is one that you would circle as a toss-up of just like, ooh, I don't know. Well, Pretty the, evenly matched. The, the thing is, Mark, is whenever we, we lay out this conversation, and by the way, it is going to be mid-80s and partly sunny next Thursday in Minneapolis, so it's looking like it's going to be good weather. Beautiful. I, I'm still going to knock on some wood here just because uh, with how weather works, if you, you put it out there, oh, it's going to be beautiful next Thursday. The forecast is going to change, so don't want to yeah. put that out there. But you look at this Minnesota Too team, late. and what's tough to me is as I look at it, I don't find an area on that Minnesota team that you can say, this is how they're dangerous, this is how they're going to beat you. Because we talk about Cali Manis off the top. Like, Fair. Like, he's not a guy that I think whenever you look around the grander Big Ten that you circle and say, like, man, this guy's a difference maker for this team. We can't let him beat us. Like, you think back to Aiden O'Connell last year for Purdue. He was a difference maker for that Purdue team, and you knew he was going to get his every single Saturday. 
and the the best way to beat Purdue was to limit Aiden O'Connell and, and kind of force him to the checkdowns and, and keep him from really damaging you too much through the air. Like you look this year at at Tungavailoa from Maryland, and you know, yeah, if you don't stop him, Maryland's going to beat you. Or, I mean, elsewhere in the Big Ten, Iowa's uh, attack is you know what you got to stop their rushing attack. Like I, I look at this Minnesota team, and there's not an area of their team that I circle and say stop that and you stop Minnesota. Like Their offense, I assume, is going to be somewhat balanced. I don't think Cali Manis is going to single-handedly beat you. Now that Mo Ibrahim's out the door, I don't think it's a rushing attack that you say, man, like the running back, you got to keep him in check like Wisconsin running backs of old, that you'd say, man, that, they're going to beat you. Their defensive line's turned over, so it's not like, man, their defensive line's dominant. I don't see an area of the game in which they're dominant. And to be fair, Nebraska's not at a point where you, like, no. you know, you can sit back and say, well, that means it's uh, you can chalk it up as a W. Like, Minnesota is still a very <laughs> yeah. dangerous football team, especially with how their culture is and how physically they, they like to play under P.J. Fleck. But there's not an area on their team that I say, man, they're really dominant there. You have to be worried about this guy or this position group. Who's the cat uh, from Kentucky? I, by I, the I, I, I disagree for two seconds. Yeah, Let me jump it. in here. Oh, on, fine. On... You're late, so we're just, you know, you, you have to yeah, get yeah. back I'm, of the I'm, line. I'm, I'm off to the side here. Basically. There's one position group that I I am concerned about for Nebraska when they when they play. I'm, I mean, Minnesota's going to line up seven guys that go 275, more likely 315. Mm. And that that is the offensive line. That That is what Thursday night's going to be about whose offensive line performs better. Minnesota's against uh, a, a Nebraska defense that I think we're excited to see, but you just wonder if they're going to get gashed for a couple of big plays that could be the difference in what Vegas is saying is about a seven and a half point ball game. It was six uh, and, and then, a half about a couple of weeks ago, so that's interesting. Right. And then and then you flip. Baiting uh, the Huskers here. Then, then you flip it around and Nebraska's offensive line, right? How nice of a homecoming would it be for a guy like Bryce Benhart to have the best game of his career against uh, that Minnesota front seven? Well, but, but to, uh, to flip it around to you, Schmitty, I, I don't think whenever I, I think of Minnesota, I don't think of that as of their advantage. That's more looking in the mirror with what Nebraska has been over the past couple of years on the lines of scrimmage rather than, I mean, Minnesota's offensive line turned over some fifth-year seniors. You have some older guys in that room, but it's not guys that have played if, a whole bunch of football. That, I think that, I, that I, I know, I absolutely Nebraska. know. But think think about think about what Nebraska has. You've got you've got Nash and you've got Robinson and you've got Henrich and you've got Reimer up the middle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, those guys have played a ton of football versus yeah. the youth of Minnesota. If yeah. they can hammer away and take care of the football, I mean that's. That's it. You don't want you don't want Nebraska's offense in trail position or or stressful two minute drill. You just don't because uh, yeah. that's where turnovers pop up. I just wanted to jump there with that. The offensive line's Fair. kind of the obvious take. I don't mean it to be that obvious, but that's that's my thought for you know. You look at Minnesota's offensive line against a, kind of the the veteran part of what Nebraska has for twenty twenty three. Okay, back, the the cat from Kentucky, the transfer from Penn State, just went, just got drafted. Uh, the quarterback, well, he, he came in. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Kelly Levitt's well, Levitt's kissing his his bicep right now. Yeah, Kelly Kelly McManus, uh, Herbal Schmidt, whatever that you know the Greek. <laughs> he when he came in, it, it was similar to that. So you remember the Penn State game, COVID year, when Levis came in, changed the whole complexion. 
like just right and you're just like oh crap this, this isn't going well this guy is different and he he wasn't too much of a threat throwing the ball but it just his legs made a little bit of a difference and they came storming back and god bless ben stilly for uh you know making a play at the end of the game to to kind of hold penn state off that's how i view the greek right like it's similar came in changed the complexion different dimension on an otherwise kind of stodgy operation so that's a little concerning now here's where here's what interests me about nebraska when the depth chart came out yesterday and i don't know if we have our uh did we pay our graphics operator to come up with a cool depth chart uh thing that we could share on the screen here for the folks that are watching i'm not sure if we i'll I can, I'll, I'll shoot him a text real quick and i'll see if yeah. we get that that handled okay, so, I, I can so, i can screenshot that and send it your way hang on <laughs> perfect perfect hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you'll just shoot it with your phones we have the wavy lines like last time that's just like that's the way we want you're, to do you're it. whining now uh, I'm, I'm not i'm not so but when when you look at the depth chart it, I, i'm really glad you mentioned about the the strength up the middle that's a great place to you know just like baseball teams you want your catcher your shortstop your center fielder you want those to be the dudes right and nebraska's got that defensively right now up the middle is pretty solid nut smasher we'll see right we don't know totally <laughs> he's i mean he was recruited for a reason what did you call him <laughs> nut smasher i can't take credit i got that from a, oh, from a that's board. funny but it's, I mean, come on. Uh, I, I, I cannot take credit for that. Oh, but it's perfect. Oh, my God. That's funny. The, we say it, and you know exactly who I'm talking about, right? I mean, nut smasher. But they, they, got him, they got him listed at 330 right now. And supposedly he's moving better than he has ever. Because that was the thing about him when you saw him. You know, he, he hasn't got a ton of playing time. But one thing you've noticed about him is that, you know, he. His, his lateral movement was not the best. He's just a big Coke machine, and it's just like, you know, Hold he on. benches 4,000 pounds. Um, so you got him up the middle, and then you got Robinson listed at an end. <clears throat> so if I'm Minnesota, like, good luck running to that side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think for the most part, Nebraska, unless you are playing against a, I don't know, maybe, maybe Michigan is probably going to test that theory. But in general, if, if you're like running to Ty Robinson's side with with Hupmacher right next to him, I, I don't know if that's going to work out. Plus, with your linebackers, it's just so I, I expect Minnesota to go right at early and often Gunnarsson's side, wherever Gunnarsson's lined up, they're they're gonna they're gonna test him out. And I'm not, I I don't know if he's up for the task or not because he's been injured so often. You don't know. But I can guarantee you, Minnesota is that kind of team, right? Fleck is that kind of coach, which is good. Where They kind of don't overthink it, mm-hmm. you know? They're just like, Gunnarsson, how many snaps has this guy played in college football? Like 30. Okay, we're going to test him out. We're going right that way. So is he going to be up for the task? Because think about what you got on between Robinson and – I mean, that's 310 and 330. And – you know Robinson can move for his size. Reportedly, Hupmucker can. Hello. So I, I think it's going to be it's going to kind of come down to that. And then what's behind Gunnarsson? Is it is it Chief Borders and Sherman guys that also haven't played a ton for as ballyhooed as they are coming into here? There we go. Look at this depth chart that we just got pulled up. That's a great 
graphics. Show. Awesome. Yeah, do that Zoom feature. Zoom feature. If you're if you're listening, uh, we are currently looking at the Nebraska depth chart, both offense and defense. Uh, can you zoom in and then we can do some? Sc- oh, look at that! We got some side. Right, actually, that, at- that looks. Elijah's getting kind of. <laughs> Elijah's getting fancy with the uh, with the picture and picture stuff happening here. By the way, have you noticed that in the comments, somebody had mentioned that it was freaking about that Schmidt is now on the right side of the screen versus the left side of the screen. People have been keeping score on that. I actually kind of like this. This is kind of fun. That's terrible. <laughs> That's hard. If you're listening, Elijah's just having fun with the picture in picture. And right now we got the like. That better? For us, that's better. That's better. Yeah. For, yeah. There was us three. We were like sharing vertical space, and you can only see half our face. Oh, look at this. We're getting to zoom in now. Okay. You want to start with the offense? The you want to start with the defense? Well, let's just go. We, we, we were talking a laser defense. pointer. Let's scroll down. We were, we were talking defense, so let's scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. Okay. Okay, there we go. So, yes, look at look at the – let's just call it the right side. I'm sure they'll shift sides in the 3-3-5. Three, three, that's part of their thing. I don't think you'll just hold down one side the whole time. Uh, but you got Robinson and Huttmacher at 310 and 330, both juniors. Those are Big Ten D linemen, right? Like, put them on just about any team and, like, yeah, you might be able to block them, but, damn, it's going to suck. Right, it's, it's going to suck to deal with those dudes most of the year as long as they're healthy. But then you look at that other side. There's Gunnarsson, sophomore. He goes 265. He's had catastrophic knee injuries. He had an injury coming in to Nebraska. Backing him up as a true freshman. Right? Like that, oof, dicey. That's dicey. What? Especially if, especially if in the Big Ten – where people like to run the ball, right? And they don't overthink it, and they're not overly creative. Like, where the hell are you going? What side are you going to? Right? Can I ask a question? Huh? Where is Elijah Judy? He is. Um, That's a great question that I actually asked me yesterday. I missed that point completely. You are one hundred percent right, Schmidt. Elijah Judy is a guy we heard a lot about through spring football and through summer. Well, he's well, like he, that four. He, he's that four or five star talent, and to Nebraska's credit, doesn't matter if you're a uh, four or five star talent or a, a walk on like a Bullock that is playing like a, you know, starter. And you're you're gonna you're gonna have your two deep, and there's a line to to reach. So, dude, that are, that that are, is are, are, oh. that is. Uh, I don't want to say concerning, but I would have put money, guys. How about you? That Elijah Judy's in that too deep. Well, he looked good from the <sighs> spring game. I mean, how much have we seen him though recently and heard about him recently? Is there an injury that hasn't been disclosed with Elijah? I don't Judy? think it's in- I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's injury. I think it's just got to be who's kind of wowing, and maybe some of the young guys are like Wallen, like Buckley, like Lenhart. Buckley's not young, but. That's you've heard about the young guys, Cranack, Elijah. You've also heard about some of the new guys, and and then there's Judy that I think we were all excited about because of the pedigree. Hmm. But it's it's one of the portal guys that I think we circled that really hasn't popped. Maybe maybe he has a good Minnesota game. I don't I don't think it's injury related. I just think other guys are performing better. Fair to say, brutal camp. The camp yeah. is tough. I think you. I think if you're Elijah Judy, you're already walking into a culture that 
you know, the, the work ethic, I think you could count Nebraska in terms of like just straight up work ethic in the weight room and otherwise Nebraska is probably in the top 10 to 15% of programs in terms of demands on your time and all that. He might just be adjusting. Who knows? He, he might just sure. be like, damn, this, I, I like football, but my God, settle the hell down people. You know, like who knows? Maybe it's just not clicking with him just yet. Um, now, but you also got to look at on defense here. They're only listing a two deep for the most part, whereas on offense, they kind of go a little bit deeper. They're only listing a two deep here, right? Sure. So he, he could be another guy that, that rotates in again, especially against a Minnesota. If they're going to be just leaning on you, leaning on you, leaning on you, you might, you know, go into the depth chart a little bit more and get some guys some playing time. And, you know, rule said it himself. He's like, like I've seen what I in paraphrasing I'm I've seen what I've seen out of these guys in camp but what the hell does that mean when the game starts I, you know I don't know <laughs> we'll see I haven't seen these guys play together in a game yet right um another guy that stands out is uh is Deshaun Singleton at safety yes so and the reason why he stands out is okay so one his size right 63 205 that's a sizable human being at safety uh, two, he didn't play a ton last year. Three, R- R- Rule is a is a, is a praise guy, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, he's effusive in his praise for most of his team. Uh, but it seems like it's a it's a little accelerated for him in particular. For Singleton, saying he's one of our best players, one of your best players, right? So there's an X factor again up the middle. Um, by the way, our comments today are on fire. Have you guys noticed yeah, that? People are like ready our live. Our live comments today, if, if, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you don't see it, but we do this live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on uh, Adult Friend Finder, all the places, and uh, <laughs> all the different places. Yeah, it's uh, you got an OnlyFans. Uh, we do it in all the places. But, yeah, people are really chiming in quite a bit. Can we, uh, can we get this Saturday show on the, uh, the old Tic Tac, Tic Tac? This sounds so TikTok. old. You just call oh it Tic Tac, bro. <laughs> Tic Tac app. And I asked that because our friend uh, Dr. Rob Zadiska, uh, their pod, the, the Jock Talk, is, mm-hmm. is he, he just tweeted out this morning that they are um, going to be on Tic Tac. We're not giving so. this to China. We're not giving okay. this show <laughs> to China. Like, why are we gonna? No, they're okay. gonna undermine. Just... They're gonna undermine Nebraska somehow through. We can't. We can't give them the secrets. This is. I don't know. Now, now, OnlyFans. That's maybe where we can make some scratch out of this thing. Ooh, you know, we have a, a once a month exclusive where we all do the show shirtless. <laughs> that's not. It's not, that's not, that's that not, not what I had in mind. It is not what I had in I mind. I like the vision, but... Mark. I like the vision. Oh, God. That is concerning. Uh, Somebody out way, there wants did you I'm know? Sure. Did you all know? This is semi-related. We'll get back to the depth chart. But did you all know there is a whole thing about, <laughs> I swear to God, I, there's a whole thing about selling your feet Oh yeah. online? What? That's big. what? Yeah. You guys didn't See, know that? That's huge. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, Schmidt, it's, there is like a thriving economy going on. People, I mean, it's like Foot Finder or something like that. It's like. Are you just a no. sick bastard this morning? No, 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 I'm not. No, this was talked about like in. Can we take the depth work, chart down, please? With respectable <laughs> we talk people. About this? 
No, well, I'm just telling you. Uh, no, seriously, you can just sell your feet online, and like, there's a market for it. And, <laughs> and 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 like that is one of the coolest things because it's just like that. There is no shit. Like, do you care if anybody looks at your feet? Like, no, I do not care. Like, that is the least intimate part of my body. Like, I so I don't know. Like, we might have, you might have some of our. Li- who knows? Any of us might have. <laughs> Brennan, <laughs> Brennan in the stream says, "I'm out if you do that." Presumably talking about taking our shirt off and having an OnlyFans edition of of this show. No, um, we will not. We have we football won't. to talk. We, will, we won't. But no, you can sell your feet, and who knows if you have sexy feet to whatever the sexy feet crowd is out there. Who knows? Rex Ryan might buy your feet. I don't know. We don't know. But you Allegedly. can. There's you can make some legit. So if you like look up side hustles, like what are some side hustles you can do? It like ranks in the top ten on pretty much all the lists. You can just sell your feet. How about that? No, like, uh, like it, it was switching. a common thing for like girls I knew back in school to like get DMs from random men from across the country. Like, hey, I'll pay you money to send me pictures of your feet. Like straight up. Like, dude, I'm growing. I'm growing out the. I'm growing out the hair on my toes. There's got to be a market for that out there somewhere. There's got to be. Twist them up a little bit. Can I? Can I a little braid. Get us back to football. Yeah, yeah. You can. Jesus. Um, <laughs> so, Rick, <laughs> Rick in the stream. You gotta pull up Rick's comment, could you? Is, no. <laughs> is there a market for butt hair? Probably. Probably. You know, the internet's the internet's a crazy place, especially out in Tic Tac. You know. Tic Tac is yeah, right, football, up, football, huh? Football guys, yeah. right? So, <laughs> we, we, Rack, we're, we're we took a up. very hard left turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, uh, I think this is go. just us bargaining. We know there's a lot of of stress and anxiety coming our way, and this is, is our there? way. Of, are, yeah, probably. Yeah, what, what, no, I'm asking. Are are you uh, are you ultra worried about Thursday, or do you think it's going to look? better and it's gonna be better for nebraska i mean it's been a year today's the year anniversary i do believe you and i are in ireland the uh, taps and technology stop working there's a giant beer snake of uh you know beer cup snake going on and we're in ireland a year ago at this time yeah nebraska's up 11 points twice in the ball game yeah. and then the uh, the onside happens I've got the comments. I'm sorry. I just can't. It's hard to pay attention right now. The the, the fans have taken over the show. Uh-huh. You let them <laughs> Steven down. says only, only fans for Chris's haircuts. Wow. <laughs> Not butt haircuts, hopefully. Yeah, no. That's this is off limits. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's the unknown, though, right? It's just you, you don't know. You don't know what you're going to see because there's so many kind of moving parts. Okay, schedule for broadcasting from the graduate. So, is, we're, is a uh, comment in the stream right now. Yeah, we're a so tough we'll, listen right we'll, now on audio only. We're a tough listen. We're trying to, we're trying to set it up just because you know we keep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We'll be uh, we'll be at the the graduate across from uh, Gopher Stadium uh, Wednesday evening for yeah. six, Thursday morning uh, six to nine a.m. Thursday evening leading into kickoff four to six. And uh, then again, Friday morning, six to nine a.m. There work. Yeah. 
good. And then after the game, we'll be doing our, our post game. Are you guys seeing Gary in the, the green room right now? Maybe we should bring him on. He is looking yeah. hyped up down there. Sharpie's ready to rock. It's football season. Oh, he's yeah. hired a horse. How are we doing? Oh, that's like 300 milligrams yeah. of caffeine. Oh, my. For folks listening, only Gary Sharp now joins the show. Thank Standing you. Standing ovation. Thank yep. you. Gary, how about how about high school football? How about 93 to nothing last night? What did oh you think God. of that number? I know we only have 30 minutes. No, uh, we can go overtime. Okay. Yeah. Gary can't. <laughs> He's like, uh, cut me oh, off at 30. OPS has a major problem. Um, yeah. First of all, that's Benson who they played. The head yeah. coach at Benson left and he went to Central. And so, you know, Terrence Mackey was starting to build the Benson program because mm-hmm. he was able to retain kids and acquire kids. Mm-hmm. And so the numbers were better than they've had at Benson. And he leaves to go to Central and the Benson football program, which has struggled for a while. These aren't the days of oh, Kent yeah. Keith and and uh, Troy Travis and Tony Velan and Randy Stella. I mean, Benson football is – and then the Benson school has changed as well, and there's more competition in the Omaha area. Benson should not be playing football. They have 28 guys that are on their roster, and a lot of them should not be pressed into playing Class A football at this stage of their football career. Sure. And that is not a good look at all for OPS football. And it's not just 93 nothing, guys. If you look outside of what Central did, and Central had, you know, OPS on OPS crime last night, you know, North has always been good because they have a head coach who is I mean, it, it's a grind to be a head coach, whether you're at North or especially if you're at a place like Benson or Bryan or South. Mm-hmm. OPS athletics and in general, living in this town, is in trouble. It's it is definitely in trouble, and that is a terrible, terrible look for OPS last night. And I feel bad for Benson because it's it's not Lincoln North Star's fault. I mean, it it, it isn't. It's it's a problem where Benson just does not have the resources to compete. And you could say, hey, drop down to B. I don't know if you guys have noticed, especially on this side of the state. B Ooh, football yeah. is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So he's really good. Yeah, there has to be <laughs> a de- there has easier. to be a decision that is made. And I wonder if we're gonna go towards OPS schools only play OPS schools. Hmm. It's it, Gary, it's uh, I this has been a while since I paid too much attention to it, but for a while I'd, I had to cover Iowa sports and and the Iowa high school scene. And I want to say the city schools, the city schools in Des Moines. It was pretty similar, right? Where they were just uh, not 93 to nothing bad, but really could not compete with Valley, with Dowling, you know, with Ankeny, with Southeast Polk, just any of the kind of peripheral urban Dale. They couldn't, they couldn't compete with the suburban and, and Des Moines area, like peripheral schools. And anytime it was like Des Moines North or Des Moines East or what, it's just like, no, not not a chance. Well, and, and, right? And is, yeah. that, is that sort of what? And it hasn't been like that in Nebraska for too long because Burke has held its own. You know, obviously Omaha North Central's had a cup of coffee here and there. Yeah, um, the, the dynamics of the OPS have changed, and COVID did not do this school system any favors. And you're already looking for another superintendent. I can't believe people are afraid to say the largest school district in Nebraska and not call it urban. But when it comes to athletics, it's tough to retain kids. It's tough to retain coaches. 
And, you know, you just don't have, there's people that are fighting for OPS athletics that just don't have the backing. And I wouldn't be surprised because I'm glad you brought up Des Moines, Mark, because Des Moines public schools separated from the central Iowa Metro league. And they are in their own ah, league right okay. now for football, for football. Got it. Thank and you. I'm wondering if yeah, OPS makes the move to have football only their own conference where they just play OPS schools because there are now enough OPS schools with Westview and Buena Vista opening that you could put together a pretty good schedule. Now try telling that to North, you know, North, right. North last night went and beat Bellevue West. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a discussion that mm-hmm. needs to be had, but I felt bad for Benson. That's a terrible look. And I'm not, I'm not angry at North star. Nobody should be angry at North star for no. 90, 93, nothing. They should be angry at OPS and what has, what has been allowed to happen to the athletic programs and also just the school district in general. Yeah. You talk about teams you feel bad about. Did you catch the end to that Omaha Scott and Bennington game last night? Oh man, you, you guys are winding me up this morning. I had a 57, seven game last night where Westside played prep. That was our uh, TV game on Cox here in Omaha. So I, I have seen it. Um, it was described to me by a, somebody on the Scott staff, uh, I said, man, that looks like you guys might have been screwed. And he said, yeah, no lube, all sandpaper. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's the uh, the report I got as well. And then the was, saying sounds like a familiar friend. There was a, there was a video <laughs> from the goal line. If, if you missed this game, you're just listening. You have no idea what we're talking about. It was a, a last-second touchdown for Omaha Bennington as they took the lead and won 14-13 over Scott. And there's been some views down the goal line of that game. <laughs> That show pretty clearly that uh, the Bennington runner, who was the quarterback at the time, did not make it into the end zone on that play, and it was called a touchdown, and that was the uh, pretty much the end yeah. of the game. There's only seconds yeah. left at that point. A fair comp is for you to go back on YouTube later today and check out the fifth down, Missouri-Colorado. <laughs> not only was it fifth down, but the quarterback didn't get in. Charles Johnson didn't get in then <laughs> on fifth down. So it was a little rough. Sharpie, a lot of good high school ball. We've spent time uh, on Nebraska, a little bit on the depth chart, but a little bit on so feet, just, a little yeah, bit on just messed up. We'll we'll explain <laughs> later, Gary. Sharpie okay. has this. Wow, there's like a fetish going on here on this show. See, okay, Mark, how many fleck coins for a picture? <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. Look, I don't want to go there, man. Feet freak me out. And uh, I don't want to go left turn there again. <laughs> Out of context, you've heard about that, right? Yeah, 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 I've heard about it. And I'm looking here in the comments. Can I answer uh, one of these about yeah, Stephen yeah. about Caleb? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So Caleb Benning was great last night, and he's Let's healthy. Pull up the comment here. Where is it? I got it. Uh, his focus right now is on Nebraska. Good. That's all. I, that's I. I'm at liberty to say that his focus is on Nebraska, guys. If he goes to a seven-on-seven camp or he goes to a Friday Night Lights camp, you're probably going to watch him test and go, eh. If you watch him play football, you're going to go, that kid's the best player in the state. He's a game changer. And he was was magnificent last night. He looks great. And and I might be a little biased. I mean, I've known him since he was eight years old. But he looks great. He's added about seven pounds. He was was everywhere last night. Wide receiver, safety, which he can kind of roam and make plays. And then – of course, in the return game, it West Side's going to be a tough out, guys. They got they got players everywhere, and I will tell you something else. I know that Carter Nelson is getting a lot of national attention in his class. 
if Christian Jones does not get the same national attention, then there's something wrong. And that is a that is one of the biggest priorities since Matt Rule and his staff have been at Nebraska is to lock in Christian Jones. Guys, you don't see a lot of those kind of linebackers that have open field speed and tenacity and strength like Christian Jones has, and he's only a junior. Christian now, Jones from West Omaha Westside. Westside West okay. linebacker. Yeah. So is there, a, is there a comp for him, Gary? Is there uh, to Grant Wister? Fields? Grant Wister. Oh. oh. Seriously. All yeah. right. He is, and he's not as big. Um, and you remember, he's only a junior. But I, I think Christian Jones is going to blow up, and and he likes Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska has done a good job of recruiting him. Mm-hmm. He is he is the biggest priority in state, in my opinion, since Matt Rule has been here. I, uh, Benning, or Caleb, ever since he's come onto the scene at Westside, the thing I was most impressed with because I think he first got Peachy when he was a sophomore, right, or maybe even if, as a freshman. We're talking about Caleb. Um, yeah. He didn't. Yeah. They, he didn't want to play uh, varsity football as a freshman. Okay, so it, so it was wanted sophomore. to grow, and so yeah, they were part of that. They had an incredible. Well, you look at their senior class. They had an incredible freshman team who all yeah, stuck the, together, and they didn't move them up to varsity. The the thing that impressed me the most, and he's got a lot of skills, right? You can you can line him up. You, you, he can play offense. He obviously can return kicks, uh, but he is absolutely fearless when it comes to yeah. filling a hole defensively. Yeah. I'm talking like. You don't want to build him up to to this degree, but it it seems like Mike Brown was some uh, film true. that Papa probably showed him quite a bit. Where, mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, that it, even when he was only a buck sixty, buck sixty five, or whatever he was at safety, he had no problems coming in and laying the wood, even as a sophomore. Um, just fearless, absolutely fearless. Great tackler. I, I I think he he projects to me as a Man, I, I, I think he's the type that he would be tough to keep off the field. Maybe it'll take him a year yeah. or so to, to acclimate to the college game, but that dude will be ready to go. Yeah. I, <laughs> He'll you, be ready to hit somebody. Hey, you've made my morning that you brought up Mike Brown. I, yeah. That's a guy, and, and it's kind of Mike's personality. He didn't talk a lot, whether he was at Nebraska or his career in the NFL, most notably with the Bears. Mike Brown probably doesn't get enough run as one oh. of the better football players at Nebraska of all time. Oh, ab- dude, he's in my top Easy. five. Yeah. And I think he's a college football hall of yeah. famer. I think no. he's that good. He just, he just went out and played football and he didn't, he didn't bring a lot of attention to himself, but I, 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 I could see that guys that just have a knack for the football that are hard hitters that yeah. always seem to be in the right place. Um, yeah. 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 That's a, that, that's a good comp, but, I tell you, there's the West Side team has just a load of talent. They're they're really really good. They're gonna they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be a tough out in Class A, no doubt. While we're talking Gary, uh, sure. lofty player comps here, one that I like for a guy in Christian Jones is actually T.J. Watt from the Steelers. I, I think that those two play the game in a similar way, size, frame. I, I think T.J. Watt, Christian Jones is a good comp. But Gary, to flip gears here and talk Huskers in Nebraska, Minnesota next Thursday night, I need to get your player comp for how Jeff Sims is going to be utilized this season. Maybe not in terms of, of what he is, but how this, this Husker offense and Satterfield and Rule are going to want to utilize him once the season gets going. I think they will be really, really smart with him. I, I think you will see eight carries a game. Maybe four of those are designed. Um, I think he'll throw the ball 24 to 25 times. Uh, I can't think of a comp right off the top of my head because he's very unique. 
Mm-hmm. You know, as, as large as he is, we've seen we've seen large quarterbacks here, but mostly they make their their money through throwing the football. Um, I think Nebraska will be really smart with Sims, and it's not to protect him or say, "Hey, he's a game manager," which he may be at the beginning. I think it's to they're going to coach to their strengths of what their offense is. And right now, I don't think their strength is throwing the ball down the field. They don't have really anybody, in my opinion, that can blow the top off of things. So I think they're going to keep it kind of within the framework of what Jeff Sims does well. And then they're going to let Jeff Sims, I think, grow into that role of, okay, we know that turnovers have been a problem. What about decision-making? Where's that guy that in 2020 at Georgia Tech wasn't bad? And then, then there's the other part of, we all know this, you got to keep him upright. I mean, Nebraska hasn't had a quarterback start every game in the regular season since Tanner Lee in 17. But if it happens this year, that tells me offensive line has greatly improved. And this is a coaching staff that has coached smart on the offensive side of the ball, not to put Jeff Sims in harm's way, and let him grow into the role and get comfortable and make plays. But I think you'll see, I think you'll see a heavy dose of running the football. But it's not like they're going to handcuff Jeff Sims. I just don't think you'll see this, this riverboat gambler out there. I, I think no. they, will call, they will call plays – that are within the framework of what he can do well. And I think that is using his legs and at time using his arms. His thing to me, if I see this on Thursday night, is not making poor decisions and all of a sudden in the back of your head saying, man, I got a big boy arm. I can throw into a tight window when it's not there. He did that a lot at Georgia Tech. If he's not doing that, then that shows me that, man, they have done a good job of, of coaching him as a quarterback, not putting him in a situation to not make that throw, but coaching him as a quarterback. Hmm. How about Penix at Washington, a bigger Penix? A bigger right-handed Penix. <laughs> Maybe, and you know what, and, and, and that might, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that, is we we kind of, we didn't know much about Penix until, oh, actually the COVID year. And you remember he kind of burst onto the scene, and that was a good Indiana wow. team. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, everybody's sitting in their, their living room watching that Penn State game, and all of a sudden you go, wow, possibly. Um, I don't know. I, the way I, the ball comes out yeah, of his hand is what yeah, I'm talking it's, about. It's a, it's, I, it's a I don't wrist know. flick. I don't know what they want as an identity of the offense because we don't know. I mean, if that offensive line is improved, then it opens up a whole world to you. But until you can establish and trust that the offensive line is going to help your quarterback and help your run game, which in turn will help, of course, Sims, you you really don't know. Um, But I I don't, you know, this is the question I have when we're looking at the passing game. And I, and I like your guys's opinion. Will we be close to 50-50 in terms of the percentage of completions to wide receivers compared to tight ends running backs? Oh, wow. I, what I think they're going to do is line up and, and see if they can get the, the power game going, especially between the guards and, and center, the A-gap. Uh, and then I think what they're going to try and do is – is find that intermediate, find him easy throws, Gary, right? I mean, get him on the edge with some run pass stuff and find the tight end or check it down to a back. I, I think they'll I – would, I would lean more running back tight ends over wide receivers, and that's weird to say with Kemp because I know he's going to be your, 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 your slot problem solver. But to me, I think if they can just keep the chains moving and the defense is allowing – five to, to eight-yard completions in that little flat to intermediate area. I would like to get Sims out on the edge with his athleticism and, and, and go that route. Um, and, and you can line Kemp up there too, but I'm, I'm liking the tight end running back. That's where I would wager. 
Yeah, I and I especially like with, especially with Ramirez and Fedoni and and Borkacher. I mean, and yeah. uh, Bond, I mean, you got your fullbacks you can you can yeah. use as well to dump off to. What do you think, dude? You, you, look, you can only see you you only saw so much in the red white game, obviously, but his intermediate stuff is what I was most impressed with. <clears throat> I thought he was. I thought he led receivers really well. I thought he was really accurate there. You know, I think Nebraska's had some problems with that where. Martinez and and his predecessors would kind of leave guys out to dry over the middle, right? Yeah. How many times did Wandale take shots to the ribs on, you know, a seven yard in or something, right? Like mm. it, was, it was pretty pretty brutal to watch. But Sims seemed pretty accurate, led his guys on those on that intermediate stuff. So I think that's a that's a help for him. And then I think an X factor. This is more. This is not based on inside knowledge. This is based on tea leaves. And just kind of seeing, seeing how quickly he was moved. Janirin Bonner, for some reason, stands out to me as somebody who is going to factor maybe more than any of us think. He was moved to fullback. Think about this. Think about this for a, for a hot second. The dude was a receiver. How many receivers have you ever heard of in your effing life moved to fullback? Like, it doesn't. That's th- those, th- that those aren't decisions that coaches are making. Like, should we put them at fullback or receiver? Like, what? No, those are two entirely different body types. Like, it's not. It's not even. And when Bonner came in, when Bonner came in, we had talked about this last week about the dudes that look like they're thirty-five years old right off the bus. He's one of those dudes. That dude came in physically mature, ready to rock. Right. He gets moved to fullback almost immediately. Right, you're you're an offense in in Satterfield that likes to likes to move guys around, likes to do some motion. Um, I think he's an X factor that that maybe we're not talking about too much. And if if he can be your flex tight end slash fullback slash receiver, there's just not a lot of human beings like that out there. Um, I don't know. I, I got my eye on him as maybe being an X factor for some. And Mark, I'll just say if you flip on your your TV on Sundays here in the fall. You're going to see a lot more of those those wide receiver types playing fullback. It's been one of the, the waves among those modern, the young head coaches, the young offensive coordinators. They've liked yeah. the flexibility and the the matchup nightmare that a receiver coming out of the backfield from that fullback spot presents. Whenever you can, I mean, if you have a receiver on the field, a cornerback matched up with him in man coverage, and you shift him into the backfield as a fullback, the the stress that that causes on a defense that's been one of the waves that we've been seeing recently in the NFL. Look at I, Samuel I in San Francisco. That's what I was going to say. He's he's a poor man. Ben Skronik, he's a poor man's Debo in the Rams. I, I've I've pulled up before too. That's been a, a really interesting trend in the NFL, and I'm curious to see how much so, Rule and Satterfield embrace that in the fall. So the thing with Bonner um, and the scrimmage, the la- the last scrimmage they had, they were you know you're going to see Fedoni lined up in a couple of different spots because he's an X factor. He basically is a jumbo wide receiver is Bonner was used down the field, but Hmm. Bonner's problem because he's a fullback is he got to be able to block. And that has, that's been a little bit of an issue. (laughs) Hold on a minute, Sharpie. If he can't can't block, he's probably not going to be on the field as much as you would think. So he's got to overcome that. You know, I think we all think that Billy Kemp's going to get a lot of uh, catches because of what Mark was alluding to, that intermediate pass, which got it. Just if Adrian was better at that, look at how that alone done offensively. Yeah. Um, 
Billy Kemp is going to – he's cock diesel. He's going to take some thumping. My, my problem is right now and – it, and it, maybe it develops. There's, there's you know, Malachi Coleman. We don't know what his role is going to be. Is who is that guy on offense that is a big play? I need a big play. I need to get downfield. Who's the guy that has the ball in his hands? And in the wide receiver room, you don't have that yet. We got spoiled with Troy, with Trey Palmer last year. So I, I think it's going to be feeling out process. That's why I keep saying they're playing the long game. Um, they're going to see how this team evolves around the makeup of the Big Ten, and then I think adjust accordingly with their talent base and the Big Ten how they go about it. Guys, I've said this on my show all week. The team they're playing on Thursday night, those two teams are essentially looking each other in the mirror. They're going to run the ball, try and stop the run, churn the clock, try and hold on to the ball, play a low-scoring game that you're better in the fourth quarter that you're going to win. Hmm. Now, Minnesota has that down. Iowa has that down. Illinois has that down. Ironically, P.J. Flex struggles against teams when he looks in the mirror and they look exactly like him. Hmm. He hasn't beaten Iowa. He hasn't beaten Bielema. Now, he has beaten Wisconsin. But I think that's what He has not beaten Iowa. No, no. I, I, they're, wow. they're, we were just Elijah. We were just talking about this, weren't we? Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this. Huh. We, we 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 look at Fleck Sharpie, and he's nine and four, or he's at ten and three, or he's yeah. at eleven and two. Who do they lose to? They always lose to your point to Iowa, and they always lose to Illinois. Uh, they they've been good against Wisconsin, but man, um, mm. that's that's interesting. How do they? Uh, stack up against somebody who wants yeah. to do what they do. Yeah, and I mean, that's what – and, yeah, guys, that's and, huge. I, and I think right now, with what he has at his disposal, I think that's Nebraska offensively. Be able to run the ball, churn the clock, don't turn it over. If you have to play a low-scoring game that involves field position, because I think you have a weapon. You know, Nebraska offensively and defensively haven't had an all-Big Ten guy since 2014 – and you're in a you're in a league where there's some candidates, but they're also at deep positions in the Big Ten. You look at punter. The guy at Iowa is Mr. Boomfoot. Brian Buscini is going to turn out to be a huge weapon for this team this year. So if you play the field position and you play in low scoring, that's why Rule is saying, hey, fourth quarter, let's get to that fourth quarter, let's be in the game. Mm. And then what we have learned in our DNA, that's going to help us win those games. That's kind of the recipe right now to win the Big Ten West. Is that going to be the recipe in 24, 25, and beyond when you add four teams that play entirely different? But I tell you, Utah uses the same formula, and every time I turn on the TV in December, they're playing in the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good call. I'll tell you, tell you re- receiver, it's, it's funny you bring that up. If you look at, like, the scholarship distribution chart at that position in particular, there's this huge gap right in the middle. Yeah. Right. You got you got you got some dudes that are that are, you know, fourth, you know, fifth year juniors or whatever with covid and seniors. You got, you know, maybe five, six of those guys and all of them are going to figure into the playing time. And then you got nothing on true juniors, true sophomores, redshirt freshmen. And then you got six true freshmen. Yeah. Right? It's just like the, it's so lopsided out of any position. Um, so and, and it's kind of a ragtag group at the uh, in the in the kind of upperclassmen levels. A lot of transfers, guys like Garcia Casaneda that, you know, quit last year and is coming back. Um, but then you got six true <clears throat> true freshmen to the point where one of those – one or two of those guys is going to have to. They're going to have to figure yeah. into the mix. Whether yeah. they're ready or not, one of those yeah. – just just in terms of, like, numbers of receivers that you have, you, you just, 
yeah, there's just no way you're going to get away with not playing one of those guys or two of those guys. Yeah. So let me let me turn this back to you three because I'm very curious. We've all watched the three part uh, episodes of Inside the End. Were you guys because because let's let's stick with the freshman wide receivers, which they're going to be a big part of the future of Nebraska football. Whether that future is Thursday night, uh, a week from Saturday, uh, two weeks from today in Boulder, or in 24, 25 and beyond. Coleman Doss, Lloyd, and Turner. Let's focus on those guys. Jaden Doss, Malachi Coleman, Bryce Turner. And then Jalen Lloyd. It's okay. Yep. Um, yep. Are you guys curious, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, the last episode of Inside the End, Rule talked a lot about redshirting. Hey, we'll get you your four games, but we're going to redshirt you, and it's going to be okay. All I could think about is he talking about his freshman wide receivers. Hmm. You know, because uh, we look at because he has also made a comment about not putting guys out there and hey, it's okay to learn and man, you don't have to be on the field to learn. And I'm thinking, wow, is he talking about the freshman wide receivers, which he would like to have a full year of development with them? Now I don't think he's gonna be able to do that because of your lack of depth at that position. Mm-hmm. But I That's I what I'm was, saying. I thought it was curious his his comments about red shirting. Because some coaches don't like to say that out loud because kids are like, oh, no, I'm here to play. But they went really hard on the red shirt message, I thought, recently. I, it, I it, so where my head w- – go ahead, Chris. No, ahead. no I was just going to say he is above and foremost about laying out what is truth, right? So if he's going to look at his red his freshman and he's going to – going to tell them and he's going to tell the cameras and, and and it is some messaging that either they're not ready or they're not up to the, the the skill level and i think the the offense right it's about being in the playbook whether you've been here early or you're just a, a summer enrollee they're they're not ready you can't help you can help at some point you can probably help for four games it's probably later in the season but we're not going to uh, throw you into the deep end of the pool uh, from a confidence standpoint. I think that's what his big thing is, guys, is confidence. He's preached about it uh, with the offensive line. He's preached about fourth quarter being the stronger team. Uh, that goes back to knowing or believing you can do something. And I think it comes down to confidence with some of these young guys. A couple of them, I think, have been dinged up because of how tough camp has been. I mean, it's been that physical. So he is just letting them know, uh, where here's the expectations and here's the reality. Uh, don't feel like you have to force yourself. And yeah. I'm just preparing you to, mm. to so you know you, you're not ready. And uh, we'll get you ready. But we're not going to do that to you early on in your career. That's I, I my, think, my thought. I think defensive back is one of those position groups that he was talking about too. Nebraska's loaded there just in terms of sheer numbers. And that's probably the strength of your defense in the upper classes right now. So I think he's talking about DBs too. But it's funny, the four uh, receivers that you brought up and, and throwing another one in, in Jeremiah Charles too, um, who's got a ways to go. He was sort of a football project anyways. Um, but that is where, you know, we're talking about who takes the top off. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nebraska's got a four by 100 relay team as true freshmen. I mean, legit. I mean, you're talking about bona fide state champ sprinters, um, you know, probably top 20. I bet you Nebraska has four of the top 20 sprinters in all of high school 
on their right. I'm serious. Think yeah. about this. Bryce Turner is number one in Texas. Mm-hmm. You're number one in Texas. You're top five in the country. Can they right? get open and can they get him the football? Right. No. <laughs> Coleman, Malachi Coleman, he's got ridiculous speed. Um, Jeremiah Charles was like a, what to say? He was like a state champ triple jumper, right? Um, Jalen Lloyd, you know, state champion in Nebraska and, and had all kinds of offers for track. So you have legitimate speed. And what do you do with speed? Go routes, right? So that's, that's like the least complicated, <laughs> it's like the least complicated position and route that you can do. And c- can you get one of those four bona fide track sprinter types yep. to figure out enough to be comfortable enough to know where to line up well, and, and know how to get around a DB and streak down the damn field and can Sims get it to you? Probably. I think you're going to yeah. be able to find one or two of those guys, and that'll be their role. Well, and it's, They're not it's, doing it's little square ends. They're not much- doing choice routes. They're doing a damn go route. But how much can you take off their plates? Another question there with your, your rushing attack in terms of if you want to beat a guy deep, hell of a lot easier if they're playing single high safety and that safety's got his eyes in the oh, backfield yeah. because yeah, they've been running it down your throat all game. That's going to be a big factor in trying to take some pressure off the wide receivers is are they playing two high and three high? Are they playing one high safety? Like, like how many people do you have to go beat? Are you go beating double coverage? Or are you just beating the corner on a go route using your blazing speed because the safety on the back end is more worried about the run game than he is about the, yeah. the go route. That's a, that's a question yeah. to me. And it all comes back in, in Big Ten football to the rushing attack into the offensive line. And, Sharpie, that's where I want to go with you here real quick. What's your reaction to two, two true freshmen on the two deep for the offensive line? I think you can expect in the, the rough and tumble Big Ten, those guys are going to get some snaps in Gunnar Gatula and Sam Sledge. And you got to see plenty of Sam Sledge during your time covering high school football. Yeah. And we've got to see plenty of Gunnar Gatula during our time covering high school football. Two guys that that I think are ahead of where you'd expect a freshman to be in terms of offensive line play. But also, in the Big Ten, you don't want to thrust true freshmen in on the lines of scrimmage because of how rough and tumble it is. Well, I think that goes back to rules playing the long game. You know, you're, you're not under extreme pressure like we were a year ago today of, man, you got to win your first game. you gotta, you got to do this, this, and this. He knows that they want to be successful this year and that a bowl game minimum is like the goal to put your, your foot forward. But he's looking at the long game. And, and look at where certain guys – now, certain places you're going to be forced to play guys maybe a little bit before they're ready. But I think you're playing the long game on the offensive line. You like who you recruited last year. Mm-hmm. You really like those guys. And if they're good enough to work their way to a backup spot as a true freshman, that should not limit them. And I will mm-hmm. tell you, I am on record, and I have said this from the jump, Sam Sledge will be a multi-game starter at Nebraska. Sam Mm. Sledge is a filthy football player that when you think of an offensive lineman, it's Sam. And I saw him recently. Guys, what they're doing with strength and conditioning, the offensive linemen, that their flexibility, not just huge strength, um, guys look different. You're already seeing that with guys that you've seen like at the podium and stuff. But like a Sam Sledge who was built like a, a, a Coke machine when he was at prep, he is now a configured Coke machine. So I don't have a problem with those guys moving up because if you think that they can play, then play them. Isn't that a weird concept? Regardless if they're a true freshman, (laughs) redshirt freshman, you're playing the long game so that if you start now, it's going to benefit you down the road. And I think the possibility that Gunnar Katula, who, guys, I'm not a Gunnar Katula fan. I watched him in high school. I watched him go against Maverick Noonan about a year ago. 
it was not pretty. Gunnar Katula has come a ways. Um, I'm still not sure about being a tackle in the Big Ten, but he has made some improvements. And so him being thrown into the fire, possibly, that still worries me, especially at that position. But I don't have any worries about Sam Sledge. If he gets the opportunity, he'll step in and he'll hold his own as an 18-year-old kid going against grown men in the Big Ten. And one thing I'll well, say about Gatula here quickly is, is physically he had some work to be done. I don't know how much of that he got done during the offseason. He had some work coming into college but uh, to do on, on his body and getting physically ready for the Big Ten. But that's a guy that's been around football his entire life. Dad, the head coach exactly. of Southeast. I mean, he was eight years old getting coached up by Gerald Foster on offensive line play. And, and the greats that have come through Southeast there, he, he's spent his entire yeah. life around football. And I, I don't question that side of things, but I think he does have some work to do on his body before he's ready to be a Big Ten offensive lineman. But which true freshman that comes into the Big Ten as an offensive lineman doesn't fall into that same category? Well, well and we're not. And we're, yeah, well. And we're not talking about. We're not talking about Catula, though. It, it, the, the whole X factor there at tackle is Prohaska and Prohaska's health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's causing such a jumble. You know, that's well, that's can why I, you can got... I stop you real quick. And I and I'll let yeah. you finish. Guys, we're talking about a Gunnar Gatula tackle. We're talking about just a couple of names. It just shows you the development and the lack of recruiting at the tackle position in a conference that you got to have good tackles. Yes. That's, that's where you're paying for it right now is a five, seven-year period of really some struggles in development and recruiting of one of the prime positions in this conference. They didn't do anything yeah. after after Hymas. I mean, Hymas goes to the NFL, and then you throw in two true freshmen that are still playing, and you're hoping yeah. they're right and ready to go this season after being yeah. on the team for, for, for four years. Yeah, you Martin nailed it. Same. You got to go back, man. You You almost have to go back to, like, I mean, early bow years, late Callahan, where it's like you had actual tackle bodies, right? Like a Yancey, yeah. um, a Nix, um, Searles, you know, Searles, exactly, right? Like Quali. Yeah, you have to go back a bit. Like that, recruiting that position has been tough, and then retaining guys and then developing them. Yeah, it's been yeah. an issue. But we're not talking about Katula. If if Prohaska's healthy, yeah. right? Prohaska's locking down the left side. Corcoran's probably a, a swing guy. Bennert's probably got right tackle. Um, you know, it's just a different picture. But they just don't know what they're going to get from Prohaska yet. They don't know if he's going to be fully be- – he might never, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Prohaska has not played a lot. When he's healthy, when he's healthy, the, the staff is like, yep, that dude's starting. Like, there's no question, right? They put him in, and they're just like, man, he's, he's a player. But he's such a big dude, and he's had so many knee problems that you just don't know if he's going to be able to, to just remain healthy, which would be a damn shame if he can't. Yeah, Sharpie, we'll get you out on this, brother. Thanks for jumping on with us this morning. Uh, a week from today, what do you think we're hitting on? Is it, hey, there's some progress. Oh, uh, shoot, another tough loss for Nebraska. or somewhere in the middle here. Have, have you ramped up to a, a – an early opinion on Nebraska, Minnesota. Uh, I'm getting there, but I will, I will tell you what I think we'll be talking about Friday morning, Friday afternoon, Friday evening. And the next Saturday on the show is the respect for Nebraska football under Matt rule. You can, you can put the coin in the machine because that will have already started of okay. watching hmm. them play football, 
where it looks like it's a team that has been ramped up pretty well in camp, that guys are starting to look different than they looked the last time we saw them, that the coaching staff seems to be in unison in terms of decision-making and a plan and sticking to a plan. I think Thursday night starts the road back to respect for Nebraska looking like a college football program instead of a let's throw darts at a wall program. I think that's where you'll start. And eventually that should lead to success down the road. I don't know if it will Thursday night, but the one thing I've said about this season that I'm really, really engaged in is guys, this is, you're more optimistic probably. And I don't want to say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I just think there's a plan and there's a vision. And now I want to see it that, you know, they're headed in the right direction. And I, I, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I will tell you, I disagree that, Man, Matt Rule, every year when he has his first year, he's supposed to be uh, at least one win less than he inherited. That's not going to happen. I think it's going to be a choppy season, but you know, I think respect will be the thing that we'll be talking about that, okay, now I can see something. It's early, but I can see something of what they've said. They're now backing up and how they play and how they look and how they react. And if that's the case – then I think you should feel good about where this program is taking steps along the way in 23. You know, it's funny you bring some of this up, Gary, because I think that was maybe the perception when Frost came in. I remember saying it of just like, well, finally, you're going to have a guy in a program that has a plan for everything. Whether or not it'll work, we don't know. In hindsight, we know there wasn't a plan for everything. Yeah. There are a lot of things that weren't accounted for. I, the two things that stand out, and I want to see, um, and I think the, you know those those uh, that sort of hard knocks knockoff series that's on YouTube that the yeah. university's putting out. It's pretty good. You get some pretty good insight, I think, from those. Because yeah. um, I mean, it's ninety plus minutes of you know inside the locker room and all those things, and inside the meeting rooms. The, a couple things stand out about what rule like the, the impact that he's having on this current roster. So one of them, you nailed it, is the difference in strength and conditioning. And I think he came into a group, not trying to be all like, um, you know, physique guy here, mm. but he came, he, came, he came into a group, though, that has a base level of strength, of just straight up strength. And that's different yeah. than like, yeah. you know, you, there, there's a difference between just strength and like, lateral movement and all that, but strength, I don't think was a problem. So they had a nice base there. Yeah. And now it's about getting those guys some mobility on top of that. And then number two, and it's an intangible, but during the meeting room in the meeting rooms, when it's a full team meeting and rule walks in, the whole team is there. Right. And they have this like kind of barn, you know, GoPro like shot in the back of the room. So you can kind of see the whole thing. He starts every meeting. He makes them all. It's called like greet each other or something like that. He's like, and they li- literally, everybody that's sitting in kind of like movie theater style, if you can picture it, they're all sitting there. He makes them all get up, say what's up to everybody, give each other fives, kind of like hug your neighbor kind of thing, you know, like greet your neighbor. It's like Sunday morning at he, church. He, yeah. makes them, he makes them do that for about 15 seconds. And, and then you just see like when he's talking, like the team is engaged. They're responding. Yeah. Like people aren't just kind of sitting there taking it in. They're involved. They're laughing. They're barking stuff out. It's interactive. There, there's like a camaraderie thing that's happening there. Will that translate to beating Minnesota? I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, it's like he's taking actual steps to create that unity that Frost talked about. 
but it maybe didn't happen. It feels like rule is actually instituting things to make that happen. And they're eating three meals a day together. <laughs> like literally yeah. that's a requirement. There's, there's accountability and there's focus. Like you also watch when he's speaking at practice, all eyes are on him and he doesn't have to say all eyes on me. People just, people are, he, he's got that kind of personality. First of all, I think he, he loves the game of college football, which is refreshing for this fan base. He also, you know, I mean, I think he respects the profession. So he's not taking a shot at Fleck. He's not taking a shot at Dion. I mean, we want him to, you know, rile those people up. But I think he respects the game of college football. And he just has that, if you guys have been around him, and you'll get to be around him a little bit more, he just has that personality that you're kind of drawn to him. He, he doesn't put a front on. He's not like, hey, stiff arm, I'm, I'm Matt Rule. He's very bring you in. And I think he does the same thing. He, guys, he's the same person away from football that he is in football. And guys that are 18 to 22, they need that. They don't need a phony. And they can, t- they can read through that. And I think Rule not being – just being who he is has gone a long way. But I'm, the one thing about the meeting – so this stems from something that they discovered back in December when they were starting to have player meetings. This is from an assistant coach on Rule's staff. He told me this. He said that they started they – start, as they were getting to know players that were still in the program – they realized that guys that were on defense didn't know many guys that were on offense. Like mm. they, 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 they could recognize them, but they didn't know what their name was or they didn't really know where they were from. And huh. one of the assistant coaches told me that was startling that, okay, you maybe don't need to know a kid's from Osceola, Nebraska, but that kid's name is Keith. Do you not know his name? <laughs> and he's a scholarship guy. So it's not like he's a walk-on and he's not around you all the time. So that's where that kind of started is, hey, when you're, when you're passing a, football, a fellow football player in the hall or on campus, say hello to him. Don't just give him a nod and say, what's up? Say, hey, Tim, how's it going? Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Hey, mm-hmm. hey, Steve. So that's kind of where it started way back in December. And mm-hmm. they've kind of continued that of, how about just getting to know the guys you play with? You know, not just your position group or your side of the ball or just your coaches. How about getting to know every guy in the program? Let them know that you have a story. Let them know you're all here for one thing. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what they've instituted inside of the hall, the, uh, the walls of North Stadium. And you're right, Mark. I don't know if that leads to a win on Thursday night. But again, you're playing the long game here. And little things like that, I think, can go a long way in building up a bond that when you're, when you're squeezed – that bond sticks together, either that is something that happens off the field, in the facility, or most importantly, in a tight football game where the clock is winding down and you're in the fourth quarter and you have a chance to close it out. I just got chills a little bit, Gary. Because really of uh, who walked behind Schmidt? Uh, no, no. That <laughs> would be – that would Carpe, be it was her birthday yesterday. I know. She, yeah. she sent me oh. a card. Yeah, oh, and, and, yeah. And, she sent you a picture of her feet, didn't she? Keeping her the theme. And Chris was trying to decide, according to Elijah, whether or not he should purchase her a gift or if dinner was enough. You know, but and 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 of course, all of us we're just like, of course, you get her a gift. Meanwhile. Chris is the only one of us uh, of sport that's actually happily married. So maybe he knows. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know. I have no idea. You know, like, but yeah. Don't say hi, sweetie. Present. No, die. Is okay. She's going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you just say die? 
No, she 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 okay. said to me, "Die." She threatened my life. Oh, that's I'm good. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good. secret to a happy. Why do you have an open right relationship? There. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that Anyways, note, back to feet. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Back to feet as it relates to receivers. Are they going to get no, open? No, no, no. Okay. Just kidding. Let's, Are they going to get open with fast feet? Is is let's get is, out of here? Is Bryce Bennard going to shuffle his feet better to keep defensive ends off of the quarterback? You know, like. There's, Look at you. I think we have our name. I think we have our name. There's got to be something with feet in the title here. You know, will they pull off the feet of beating Minnesota? Uh, there's all kinds of stuff that we could do here. My sweet you know? God. All right. Yeah. We'll be uh, live in Minneapolis next Saturday, next Friday, next Thursday, next how great Wednesday. Th- how great does that sound, guys? Well, it's going to be awesome. Made it. Are, you, are you up there, Gary? Are you going? Uh, I will not be up there, but I will be, uh, I will be observing from afar. Okay. Hey, there's okay. going to be – I, I know it's sold out, so the sold out gold out. There's gonna be quite a bit of red up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, come on, Pearl Jam Saturday, man. Come on, what are you, what are you doing down here? You're a uh, music guy. I have some, uh, I have some other obligations with Caitlin Clark. By the way, we never even got to talk about that. I have an with Caitlin Clark. With Caitlin a couple, Clark. No, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You you were with Caitlin Clark, and we I, we never found out why. What was uh, that? I'm not on the level of Connor McCaffrey. Yeah. But it was an event at the Iowa Speedway. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah. All right. So you got something going on at some some sort of sporting he, facility in the he's, Midwest. He's he's busy. I know. Yes, he's I'm got busy. ball games. Is so, yeah. this is this one of the most exciting weeks in Nebraska athletic history? I mean, we it just is, went man. through we went through a bad week where Ted Carter departs. Oh um, yeah. The airline that the university athletic department went all in on said Redway. Yeah. Yeah. Now now we go from. Now we go to a, what is one of the most exciting weeks where you're going to set a national record on Wednesday night in a football stadium with a different sport to the Matt Rule era beginning where I, I, know, I know two guys in particular that listen to us every Saturday morning that are dialed in with Hale Varsity Radio. They got disengaged last year, and they said this is such a wasted season, and they said that before the calendar ever flipped to October. Mm. They are all in in watching this unfold this year, and I think a lot of people Thursday night will be there going, what is this going to look like? Because Nebraska is kind of in the range of Colorado, but not to that extent. One of the greatest unknowns in college football mm-hmm. in 23, and I think that makes it great. Oh, well, Because yeah. I think it's what, the great unknown for the better, not the great unknown of, oh, geez, the bottom has fallen out and we're going to sink to the bottom of the ocean. Nope. Uh, what a difference a year makes uh, from Ireland to uh, oh, the Fleck era. So, oh. Was that just one year ago this Saturday? T- today, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Remember when? Remember when everybody got free drinks? Yeah, I know. Cranac did. We had a we had a great time. Except Dude, I came back with like I came back with like a like six drink. It was incredible. They're like, sorry, <laughs> sir, you can only do one or two. I was like, come on, man. I've been waiting in line for thirty minutes. I got a whole crew back here. They're like, okay. And I had to tip them a little hey, extra. Gave them hey, a euro or two. Send them a picture of your we... feet. <laughs> this is just turning into like Rex Ryan and his wife. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that's that should be in the name, Rex Ryan something. So, yeah. so one quick thing here, and then we can probably bury Dublin. Did anybody ever get Brandon Frankie's like discussion on what happened? Brandon Frankie, no, Play, uh, the kickoff about? specialist last year on the onside. What? What? Yeah. What, what? Where are you getting at? What are you saying? Just. Who gave the order is what he's asking. I I wonder, I just wonder if he went rogue. (laughs) Really? Wow. Is this based on something or or are you just, he'd be left over there or what? 
Is this based on something, or are you just is this Sun, just a little conspiracy you're theory you're home? cooking up? The stunning re- reaction of coaches on that staff of what happened, including the head coach. That oh my goodness! This is a so 30, he's our Steve Bartman. This is, a, this is a thirty for thirty. Maybe a little miscommunication. <laughs> Frankie is our Steve Bartman. Then I don't know. I, I just said, he's has just... anybody ever gotten his? We we've got like a couple more days to talk about this. And is he still can... on the roster? No, no. Did he, he play again protection? after that? Uh, yeah, you know, actually, he was he was actually pretty good for Nebraska. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he but was. I don't know. You know, you're up eleven in the third quarter. Maybe not onside. That'll be the tribute that uh, Rule has when Northwestern comes here in October. How about some of the kicking debacles under Frost? By the way, who, who was the cat from uh, that he ended up transferring, and he was like a kicker punter. Which one? All world. Remember when he whiffed against Ohio State? He was just going to kick a ball, and he literally just missed it. Uh, that was Caleb Lightborn. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and he got. Hey, man, he went to a dark place. I, I feel bad for him. I'm, I'm glad that you know his his college career didn't pan out once he left Nebraska. But man, he his yips. He went to a very very dark place. But that's that's something this year that you know kind of tongue in cheek here as we joke about this and wrap this up. We I love I love Bushini. I think Bushini is going to have a great year, and I think he's a huge asset for Nebraska. And then the fact that Tristan Alvano is in the program, and he's probably not in the program if he doesn't go five for five in the stadium that he's going to spend a lot of his college career in, including that forty-five yarder to win the game. Um, I think I feel really good about the kicking game, the return game. I think Billy. Are we Campbell talking did- about feet? Yeah, we're talking about feet to wrap this up. The, the, the return game, the kickoff return game will be kind of interesting seeing the two names that were listed. I think Billy Kemp will be fine. But I think Nebraska, because this will be a big part of the rule recipe, I think Nebraska in terms of place kicking and punting is in a good spot going into this year. And I don't know that we've been able to say it about both of those positions very much of late. It's Gary Sharp with this weekend edition, Ale Varsity Radio, Elvano, Bleak Road. We'll see where uh... – that settle, we'll see. We'll see where rule settles on that because it could come down to one of their uh, feet, Cranach, on Thursday night in the sport so, of football. Ball, hey, it's all sure. coming together. Hey, I know we're, we're we're way over, but that's okay. We don't have any obligations. There's no, um, no, no. We're fine. Uh, your sponsor. You- by the way, if you own a small business, if you own a business, like your sponsorship <laughs> could be here, right? Like, yeah. Hail varsity weekend overtime, overtime brought to you by. Imagine starting a business and not advertising on this show. Like, it's a great point. Yeah. Idiot. idiot. Hey, uh, what are you doing? It did, it, I have not seen this. Um, they haven't announced the final set of single digits, have they? No. It's today, supposed, to happen, no. supposed to happen last night. I think they'll do it today. Rule mentioned in his press conference yesterday that they have them selected, but some of the guys don't even know yet. So it's yeah. coming. And then black shirts, too. Those are also going to get awarded. Sunday. Yep. There's a lot wow. happening there. So somebody's going to get a single-digit black shirt walking around right now. Has so, no idea. Quentin Newsom is one of them. Has to yeah, be, right? Got to be. Has to be. Gabe Irvin, the you, other? Elijah, I was just going to go there. Bam, you win a prize. I wouldn't be surprised if Gabe Irvin is a single-digit guy. And then what about Malcolm Hartzog? For sure. Well, the question oh, is, oh, is there two left or three left? Because technically Ethan yeah. Piper has one, but he doesn't have one. So the number is available, but is it actually available? That's going to be a question. I think you go three. I think your candidates are Ramir, Gabe, and Thomas Fedoni on offense. I think those are your 
possibilities. Defensively, you have Hartzog, like you mentioned, Newsom. It's got to be between those five, right? I mean, it's it's those five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's not, that would be a sh- that would be a surprise. And Hutmacher, Nut Smasher, he's going to be wearing zero. <laughs> <laughs> Right in the middle of the defense. You've seen that on the message boards. I'm not taking credit for it. What's what's great about that that nickname, <laughs> Nut Smasher, is it takes you all of you know it's a good nickname when it only takes you 0.5 seconds to know exactly who they're talking about. <laughs> right? You've seen it on the message boards. Come on. I'm not I'm not making sense. All I all I know is I think it's ideal that a guy that's gonna play <laughs> on the nose is wearing zero. <laughs> Right. Uh, I just look great. Good smasher, good smasher. Yeah. I mean, you know exactly yeah. who I'm yeah. talking about. I know. Go get, get him, coach. Yeah. Hey, a uh, poll question on uh, Hale Varsity Radio Overtime. What yeah. is a better NIL deal? The uh, nut smasher with SOS or Jeff Smith with Am- uh, Jeff Sims with Amigos? Oh, did he the, get Amigos? The, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Cranick, where have you been? I haven't it, seen it. Okay. I've been working. So, you don't, Jeff, you, you don't have social saying, media. They, people are saying that Matt Rule might save Nebraska. Jeff Sims might save Nebraska. We could get Amigos back in Memorial Stadium. Oh, he is doing a deal, crispy. his NIL deals with Amigos, and they're going to have a Jeff Sims combo meal that's going to be available at, at Amigos across the states. Oh, but yeah. what they should do What's is he was wearing, when they announced it the other day, he's wearing a T-shirt. That's yes. got an outline of the state of Nebraska, and it's got the Amigos logo, like where Lincoln is. I want it's, that T-shirt. It's a great Dude. one. But but they used to have way back in the day. Amigos was in Memorial Stadium. Oh yeah, yeah the you, Chris meets. Yeah, yeah Chris yeah. meets are great. Question: Can we? Uh, if Jeff, <laughs> By the way, we said we were gonna. We said we were gonna get out. No, of this, like this, is it. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Oh, can, this is it. Can, can oh, Sims? Because you can hear his wife. She's like, Chris, Chris. No, no. No, she sounds, she sounds like Linda Blair. You imitated her on the show a while ago. Hey, what are you doing? Yeah, no, she sounds like Linda. Checkbook here. Yeah, kiss my feet. Get your ass to work. No, she kiss my uh, feet. It's Saturday. Rub them now. (laughs) Is this what marriage is like? Sucky, sucky. Yeah, she's uh. She's Linda Blair in The Exorcist. That's her oh, voice. Jesus. That's her comp. Oh. It's hey, terrific. Man. It's terrific Tuesday. You know what to do. <laughs> I'm glad we sleep in separate beds. <laughs> oh, I wish we did. Um, My feet feel better in a hoka shoe. <laughs> man. Um, Finish your thought, please. I, uh, my thought was this: Can Freaky Foot Friday, honey. Bring do the Nebraska, honors. Can Nebraska get back to a bowl game under Sims, and can he bring Amigos back downtown? Oh, yeah, that's, that's the question. I hey, oh, we need the nacho bar slash salsa bar. Every time I go it's by a, there, it's, it's, it's elite it's ranch. In, yeah, it's just sitting empty. I mean, I, it's sad. So many good times, man. That Amigos got me through college. I won't say single-handedly, so but I would have made violations it in that Amigos. <laughs> keep <laughs> defensive ends away from that bar, by the way. Just keep no, defensive ends away from that bar. Friend, friend, friend of the show. Need you don't need to say anymore. Just friend of the show. Leave it. Totally. I know. Look, we all did stupid stuff back then. I don't even yeah, remember but, riding but, a short bus with Monty in South Bend. So, like, I, it's fine. I, Monty remembers you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is past the statute of limitations, but there used to be an assistant men's basketball coach in Nebraska. 
that at 2 a.m. would be standing with uh, Sheriff Woody in that yeah, Amigos yeah. and would have a wad of cash. And if a student athlete walked in and needed food, that coach would pay for it. It was allowance. Uh, oh, it was. I got some of the best scoop out of there. Don't tell That's anybody. Awesome. Don't tell way, anybody. He's, NCAA he's, might put us on, like, you know, put us on probation. Yeah, for, but you know what? Actually, that, that, was, hey, that was when Nebraska basketball was rolling. So maybe we need to get uh, Lesnar down to some, like, outside of Brothers. <laughs> Or yeah. Sandy's. Good idea. Or the we haven't even play. talked about Volleyball Day in Nebraska. We haven't talked about, you know, the Nebraska baseball team has unveiled their fall schedule. We haven't talked about any of that. How much time we got? We, are we trying to get out of here? Let's go this? seven minutes. We'll I, go to the bottom of the hour. I do yeah, have an air show to get to today at some point. Oh, dude, I'm glad you brought that up. Glad you brought that up. We're planning on going today, too. Here's the problem with air shows, though. Okay, one, the Blue Angels are going to be there today. Yep. Awesome. Here's the right? problem with air shows. This out of yeah, here's the problem with air shows. Here's the problem with air shows. They're expecting like anywhere from 100 to 200,000 people, mm-hmm. right? And it's not a huge base. Like they used to have it at Offutt Air Force Base, but they've been undergoing construction on their on their runway and everything. Like getting in and out of that thing, I mean, it's ridiculous. You're going to be in like it's like LA traffic to try to get to the air show. The good thing <laughs> here's the other problem. Here's the other problem with the air show. Great axe pitch for Lincoln. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's gonna it's gonna be tough, right? Like traffic's gonna be more than a game day today. It's gonna be yeah. ridiculous. Um, and then and Lincoln's terrible with traffic patterns, anyways, right? Like, what is Normal and Cotner doing? Like, what are they? Um, so, <clears throat> not only that, but then they can't even give you they can't even give you like a schedule of performances. No, right? They can't. They say, oh, they start at 11, and it'll depend on weather. I'm like, hold on. You're a blue angel. You can drop a freaking smart bomb on Saddam Hussein's eyeball. But if it's not cloudy, anymore. but if it's cloudy in 74, you might not be able to give us a time. Come on. You can. I mean, you're, you're, you're built for this, right? You're a supersonic jet. You, you can handle like, can you just tell us not in the mood for excuses on a Saturday morning? Can, can you tell us? Can you tell us a rough time? Like, are the blue angels going at 11? or two like give us a range <laughs> at least they're like the performances start at 11 like come on what depends on the weather dude you you, you fly in desert it's about storm. health and safety like, back off bring your cooler get your lawn chairs get your ass down here and just deal with it, it. should be noted okay. Simple. okay there I, are several bars for you to hit i texted you guys oh, last night guys. to remind me yeah. you guys didn't remind me so yeah. i blame you for this that it took this long i ran into some pilots last night and some people oh yes staff yes, that, yes, that, yes that are in yes. town for the air show all right so they're what do they the, fly do you know they, they fly the uh, the f-18s they're part of the navy growler demo team so Dude, yeah they they fly like, f-18s yeah so they, they were all These hanging out legit they're all hanging That's some out. Maverick stuff right there. And I recognize their shirts. I go, oh, you guys in town for the air show. We get to talking. And one of them goes, you're Elijah Herbal. And I go, yeah, who are you? <laughs> and um, he's been Elijah listening. was wearing his media pass around the downtown bars. <laughs> no, it's a uh, guy, guy's name was Chase. Lovely guy. Got to talk to him for a good 10 minutes last night. Uh, he's from Lincoln. A uh, couple of deployments. He's been on the Growler team. He's actually getting out of the Growler team as they're kind of turning over. This is the, the last air show for a lot of these guys. Um, and, okay. and he's back in the hometown, and apparently he's been listening to us every day for years now, uh, including oh, on, what is up? Including on a couple of his deployments. Uh, so first off, I want to thank Chase for listening. It also reminded me, if there's anyone else out there who's listening on a Saturday morning or at any point overseas serving our country, 
Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Godspeed. Thank you for your service. God willing, you'll yeah. be back at the game Memorial Stadium here soon. But that just got me thinking. It was uh, incredible to see. But yeah, you sent that text last night with Chase. And, you know, we've been doing this damn Saturday thing for a billion years. And yeah, we, we can't thank folks for tuning in forever. And it's gone from air shows to Cranach wanting a itinerary. <laughs> Well, did you get Chase's they, number? They, like, Chase, wow. give us some intel. They said like, that the Navy Growler team will be flying. when I can take my kids. At 12 today. They're flying at 12 a lot of time. So they, they don't give us the time, but apparently all these guys that fly have the time. They're at 1210 today uh, with the U.S. Navy Legacy flight. A couple of those guys were also with the Legacy flight going before. And I did some quick math with oh. the performers and the schedule and – it would appear that the Blue Angels would be going somewhere around three to four, and that they do actually depend on the weather just slightly because they want to give a good show. But he, they mm-hmm. said the weather that we have in store today with the dew point and partly cloudy is like ideal flying conditions. Dew point? Yeah, because you have to worry about the dew point. No, well, I know what it is. I'm just saying. Again, <laughs> they said it, it again. Fa- you can send a heat seeker to Gaddafi's groin. But you can't figure out how to fly in some humidity. Well, it, like, it, it affects is, wow. jet performance. You are you're 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 pissy this morning. I oh, love it. Well, it, it. It affects the jet performance. They say it didn't like the the hot and humid weather we've had over the past couple of days. But they said with the weather we have today, should be good flying conditions. And also, uh, with the partly cloudy and the the humidity, that you should be getting those like contrails off the wings whenever they do the sharp turns. Oh, yeah. Those going to be oh, better nice. today. So they said uh, oh, yeah. should be a good show. Hey, so the, a couple Lincolnites here at the top of the screen. If you're if you're watching, if you're listening, you don't see them. Elijah and Chris. A couple Lincolnites. So we're we're I've ruled out trying to actually go on base. I'm not sitting in the car for two hours, and then you know in and out. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. So you got so you got to find a vantage point because that's a good thing about air shows. We said what's bad about them. What's good about them is that a Blue Angel will cover six miles in I don't know four seconds. So you can go wherever the hell in the general vicinity to get a good view mm-hmm. as a couple Lincolnites who know this place, know that know the capital city better than most where is like a good watch site where we won't have to deal with the, the, the crowds and the traffic. What comes to my top of the top of the parking garage near Memorial stadium, or is that too far? It's a little far. That, we've, we've tried that before. Capital beach. Like where, where, where am I going? Where should uh, we go? I'm trying to remember what the middle school is up in the Highlands. There's a middle school up in the Highlands that you can set up oh, a lawn yeah, 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 from that's yeah, pretty solid. Yeah. I've done that before. You, you don't miss the traffic completely, but it is slightly better. Middle school at the Highlands. Yeah. Okay. Carson used to practice basketball there. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, okay. Uh what else? Shoot. We're going we're so, to try so to do some Highlands. watering hole wings today, too, which watering. Oh, good. Why aren't you sponsoring the show? Like, what are you doing? Well, and and – when I'm thinking of, of north part of town, again, free shout out here, forgive me, but Scarlet Hotel's fun. They've got that party deck oh. up top. Oh, yes. Good call. That Yeah, the bar up there. Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's that's my take on it. Is that too far from Air Park, though? Or I, think it, I, think, I think it looks out west. I think you'll see it all. So Okay. I, I think, I, I mean, again, forgive me. Is Goodrich wrong, the middle school we're thinking of? Is it Goodrich? No, Goodrich is uh, North 27. Yeah, yeah. What what is it? Mm. Highlands Middle School. So if I Google that, I might be able to zero in on it a little bit. That's good. This is good info. This is good info. This is great. Just trying to figure out what, you know, where our feet are going to park. Friedstrom. 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 That sounds right, yeah. 
Yes. Freed Strum. That's a yep. weird name. It's a weird name. Let me go ahead. Feetstrom? It's Friedstrom Elementary Freedstrom. School. That is right. Friedstrom Elementary School. They got a big field out back. You can set up a lawn chair. That works well. So it's an elementary school. Feetstrom. Freed. Okay. Freedstrom. We're, we're out. F R E D S T R O M. Okay. That's good. That, that's a solid one. That's kind of next to the Highlands Golf Course. Uh, mm-hmm. So, solid spot to go watch it from my roommates uh, there. I'm, so, I'm going because here at the, the radio station here, we're platinum sponsors of the air show. So, your, your boy got himself a VIP parking pass. So, uh, what? yeah, I'm going to be whipping up and, uh, and sitting in the, the close spot. So, only one okay. mark, sorry. Uh, but, you're, you're basically Maverick at this point. But <laughs> my roommates, they're going out to, uh, to Kawasaki. Apparently, Kawasaki has watch parties for their employees. So, if you know anyone who works for Kawasaki, oh, yeah, yeah. they have a, a really good yeah. vantage point out there as well. So, okay. the more you know. Sharpie's taking all this in, man. Just inventory, inventory. I love it. So, are you going, Gary? You gonna watch it? Uh, I am. Uh, I am not. I am not. Okay. But I, well, I, I do love air shows. I'm not as disgruntled as you are towards air shows. I know. I, like I haven't missed the Blue Angels once when they've been in town. I I haven't missed them. They're awesome. Well, they've been in town all. They've been on town for the majority of the week in Lincoln, and people complain because either they don't know the air show is there, so they think that there's like a crash or something, and there's smoke in the air. And so, like, there have been numerous calls to 911 in Lincoln about uh, the Blue Angels. It's like whenever Memorial Stadium first got the fireworks, unsettling the fireworks after yes. touchdowns, and people in the North Bottoms were calling in reports of gunshots whenever the fireworks were going off from the stadium. You guys oh, remember geez. that? Yeah. That was a big What a great night to shoot people, by the way. Fourth of July. Not what? that I'm encouraging that, but really, mm. get away with it. On that note. Wow. Right All right, we uh, are uh, going to say God <laughs> love you, and we'll be uh, back or shoot, Monday. Or shoot inanimate ob- objects, really. Yeah. I mean, not people. Uh, hey, welcome we to the are... White Sox game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will be uh, in Minneapolis. Oh Come see God. us at the graduate next Wednesday through uh, Friday and uh, excited to be up there for Nebraska, Minnesota. Sharpie, God love you, bud. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for hey, your thanks time. Thanks, guys. We've made it. Uh, it's gonna be get ready. Thursday's gonna be awesome. That's a, that'll be. be a good day for Nebraska football. Oh. Gary, we'll send you some pictures of the Blue Angels from Lincoln. Since you're not going, and try to wait. get my foot in the foreground. There it is, and it'll there be it sweet. Hey, uh, Elijah, got your text. Thank you. I'll uh, meet you so we can get that VIP parking. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> Sharpie, be good. Guys, Cranek, take care, brother. Elijah, thank you. Chris Schmidt back with you on uh, Monday and then live from Minneapolis uh, on Wednesday with Hale Varsity.